Hi, I am Harriana Hook, and welcome to the Memoir of a Descendant Stand. You guys always know that we always start every podcast off with a Descendants quote. The Descendants quote of the day is, um, I actually came with friends. Because I have a friend here with me today. So today we have a special guest off Beat Kiki. They are a good friend of mine, one of the best things from 2020, and they have the best Danny Phantom video on YouTube. I will fight y'all on that one right there. They own Danny Phantom, in my opinion, from this point forward, okay? Kiki owns Danny Phantom on YouTube. I'm just joking, y'all, but y'all, please go check out their video. It's amazing. My personal, my personal favorite videos from them are their Billie Eilish cover, their original song called 40,000 miles, I asked a stranger to be my friend, and of course you don't remember Daddy Phantom, the best Daddy Phantom video on YouTube. And they are an artist, musician, and content creator, and just a beautiful person inside and out. Please welcome Offbeat Kiki. Thank you so much, Nick. Or, oh, dang it. Thank you so much, Haryana. I love you. You're my friend, so I'm cool with you calling me by my real name because I know you like that. It's, okay, I know you like that. That'll make that. it a little bit easier. Yeah. So, Kiki, could you please introduce yourself um, to um, the pirate ship? Tell them who you are and okay. what you do. Hi. Hello, the pirate ship. I am your second mate. I am very glad to be here today um, on the memoirs of a descendant stan. My name, my internet name is Offbeat Kiki, um, but you can call me Keeks, and I've been making YouTube videos for about three and a half years. Um, professionally, I'm a UX designer, um, and I love to make music and talk about fashion, cartoons, and music, and intersectionality, and life lessons on my YouTube channel. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah. So you just say you've been on YouTube for three, three years, years, correct? Since, since three and a half yeah. years. So getting close to four now. Okay. What made you want to be on YouTube in the yeah, first okay. place? Um, so okay. I graduated from college and I had a I had like my UX design job lined up in Detroit. Um, so I moved there and I just kind of realized I had no friends. <laughs> That's kind of what happens when you move to a new city for work. You just don't know anybody. Um, so every, every time I would, like, go home from work, all I would ever do is just, like, eat snacks and watch YouTube, really, um, and hang out with my cats. So after, like, a whole summer of just sitting around and watching YouTube, I had a moment where I was like, what if I just did this, too? Because I, I would always sit and watch YouTube and think, like, I could do this. This person that this this thing that this person is doing, I could do this too if I just tried. Um, so I I was like into fashion at the like fashion videos at the time and like story times and stuff. So that's kind of how I started off my channel. And my first ever like official YouTube video was a little lookbook of thrifted clothes <laughs> that I made in my little apartment. I feel like all of us have, like, like people like me and you and, like, you know, people that are, like, I don't want to say, like, like misfit type people. Yeah, like misfit. I feel misfit, like all yeah. of us really, <laughs> yeah, okay. I feel like a lot of, like, us that are, like, misfit types, 
that's the main reason why we started a YouTube channel because we had yeah to. yeah I mean I, I you know I had friends it's just they were all in different places and um I, you know I would discord with them like discording with them and playing Minecraft was like the other thing that I would do besides watching YouTube um but yeah I don't, I don't know I was just like I feel like I this is finally the opportunity for me to start making content like my phone can take decent videos i my computer can edit things i have a bunch of free time that i'm not really using for anything right now and i just am like a very i like feel the happiest when i'm being creatively productive so it was just a, a good move oh felt that i felt that so much like that's the main reason why I started my YouTube channel. It was over a summer. And um, no, I actually started a year before, like over like mm -hmm. Thanksgiving break on like, I was like 15, like right before I turned 16. And I like, I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'll be bored on the weekends. I'm not allowed to hang out with my friends. Like I said, I have really strict parents and like I really wasn't really allowed to go anywhere. And the videos, I never like, oh, nobody else do not see the light of day. It was just a mess. I was like, you know what? We're going to try this. I already had my channel up and everything set up. And I was like, we're going to try this again in the following summer. Because like I said, I was in that same position. Couldn't go anywhere. Didn't really have anything to do. And like, it was summertime. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have homework. So I was just really, really bored out of my mind. All I did was just sit. And, and this is when I aged out of like cheer camp too. So I was just really sitting at home doing nothing. And I was just like... I don't want to be bored. Let's start doing YouTube. So, yeah, I feel like everybody, like I said, everybody has started a YouTube channel because they're like, I was bored. I was bored. So that goes into our next question. As you said, you've been on YouTube for almost four yeah. years coming up. Were there any creators at the time that inspired you to do what oh, yeah, you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I graduated college, my two favorite YouTubers were probably um, Sarah Baska, who was like a. Oh, you know She's her. Hilarious. Oh my gosh, I love her so much. But like, none of my friends really know her. But she makes me laugh like so much, and her videos just make me so happy. Um... Yeah, I was never subscribed to her or anything. But like back then, I used to watch her from time to time. She always put a smile on my face. I was like a nice, unproblematic white woman right here. I, yeah, I, I, she's, I, a, I she's a good ally too. Like, um, she went to the marches this summer, and you know, just has always like used her platform for good. And so it makes me really happy that I've supported her for so long because it turned out to like be a good thing and and like a, a worthy investment of my time. And it's it's kind of a gamble when you like get into content creators sometimes. Um, when it comes to that stuff, but don't, yeah. <laughs> don't get me started. Like, you know, have you ever watched a of show course. called Dance Moms? Okay, you know, um, yeah. Kalani. Um, so you know, how all the girls are basically like influencers, they're way they're they could be much more than influencers, yeah. but they're all influencers. Kalani was like one of my favorite ones, and she turned out to be a trumpy and that really hurt me like i should have known because she was involved with that entire dope controversy do you know anything about the dope controversy the by the way controversy there i think tiffany ferg is yeah that's she's the reason i know about the dope controversy because that was one of the first videos of her that i watched I knew about it because, like, I follow um, Daniela Perkins, one of the um, black girls that went on the trip, and she posted her video mm -hmm. crying about what was going on. And um, 
Yeah, if you guys aren't familiar with what we're talking about, the Doe controversy, Doe is basically a brand that is racist. They would invite these girls on trips and they'll mainly get a bunch of white girls and then they'll throw in a few black girls and other girls of color for air quote diversity and then treat the girls badly the entire time while they're there and in this case that we're talking about with dope they made all the black girls and the girls of color share one room like they share like one room and they didn't even get beds they all like slept on couches and their room was nothing compared to the room that the white girls got. And one of the other girls that was with the white girls, she wasn't even, like, white. Like, they just assumed she was because of how like she was and just threw her in there, too, with them. So it was just a mess. The black girls finally spoke out about the way Dope was treating them. And then next thing you know, other Black girls that worked with this company in the past were coming out about the way Dope treated them. So basically, Dope is canceled. They they cannot come back from this. That's exactly what they get. But, like, other than that, like I said, Kalani was involved with the dope controversy. She was one of the white girls. And the thing is, like, the white girls were a little too quiet for me. They weren't speaking up at all. And I was like, if these black girls are your friends, why aren't y'all saying anything? And none of them said anything. And then we cussed them out for that. Like, you know how we be yeah. on social media, <laughs> giving our um, insight on it. We was going off on them. They got mad at us, telling us we were doing the most. So I should have known then that Kalani wasn't really a good person. And then the um, election of 2020. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. Let's just say a lot of um influencers true colors came out mm -hmm. in 2020 let's just say that but other than sarah basker is there anyone else that you um yeah, that inspired you to do youtube watching hitomi mochizuki who um at the time was she's a bit more of like a like a self-love and spiritual youtuber now but at the time she was doing a lot of story times as well and a lot of like thrifted lookbooks because she's very into sustainability um, so I, her videos always made me smile and made me want to do YouTube as well. Yeah, okay. and, then, and then just like, so I, so I'm not sure sorry. of like specific influencers, but just like I had gotten into like watching makeup videos and stuff over the past few years before I started my channel and like fashion videos, just trying to like discover more of like my personal style and stuff and those type of videos. Um, cause my, my yeah. life doesn't have a whole lot of like super spicy wild stories. So not so much the story time stuff. Um, even though I have made some story times, but all of the, uh, more of like the guru stuff was what made me think like I could do this if I wanted to and made me want to start it out. You see, I cannot tell, like, a lot of, like, my story times because I would, I would do it one day. Like, you know how I always be telling you and the boys yeah. about my cheer camp stories? Like, that's, that stuff be sounding <laughs> like abuse when I be telling y'all. Like, I have so many horror stories mm -hmm. from that place. And the thing about it is that I went there from when I was about six years old and I stopped going there to when I was 18. So I have way too many stories about my experience at that place and like if you um not many people know of this place but if you've been following me for like ever or if you're like one of my friends from cheer camp you probably know what this place is it, it, it's really like i said like i've been wanting to tell a lot of my stories but i don't want people thinking that like i was i was like it's like 
they treated us like we were in jail basically it's really really bad stuff like i would i could do story times more but a part of me is just like do i really want that out there on the internet the thing about it is that people will always figure out what you're talking about or who you're talking about this is one thing i have learned because i was talking shit about somebody on my tumblr blog and someone figured out exactly who it was they were like you're talking about this person aren't you oh so how did you know i how did you know exactly how exactly did you people are detectives when people they want to know that type of stuff it's <laughs> it's honestly scary and that's like one of the scariest oh, parts are. of being an internet person and one of the reasons i'm like the scare the most scared to you know like have my numbers grow at all and stuff is like, I, I, I've i been a good person on the internet yeah. my whole life, but I still don't want them to, like, find something, I don't know, that I forgot I wrote and like, I, I don't even know. Ugh. The thing about me is that, like, um, my old stuff ain't nothing. Like, like my That's old true, stuff is, yeah. like, cringing and stuff, but it ain't nothing, like, ignorant. It's nothing ignorant. It's, like, stupid stuff where I'm just, like, um... The dude that played Harry Hood yeah. can meet me at my house. Like, something stupid like that. It's nothing like, okay, but what if racism was a good thing? No, like, nothing not. like that. Nothing like, we are not yeah. the same. We are not no. the same. We're not the same. I'm it's just not, like, it's I'm not just, really like a cancel culture fear. It's like a, it's like a, it's a cringe fear. Like what you said, like I had a old YouTube channel where I used to post my singing videos and the audio was really bad. And I, and I was like 15 and I, and there was no background music. So it's just like that type of stuff where I'm like, I don't really want y'all to see this. Like you can see it when I show it to you. And otherwise I would rather just not. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. I try to keep all my old videos up because I still see a lot of my followers are going and watching them because they're, they watch all my new videos. Shout out to y'all that so literally sweet. watch every single video I upload. Yeah, they are really... The nice ones are nice when they want to be nice. And then I'm just like, oh my god, I forgot I uploaded that. And the thing about it is that a lot of them like my story time videos where I just be talking about mm-hmm. the crazy shit that doesn't happen in my life. So I'm just like... I swear, today I'm going to make that cheer camp video. <laughs> I'm going to call it Camp Coral. The real Camp Coral. <laughs> have you actually looked at Camp Coral yet? Like, have you even looked at it yet? yet. I'm too no, scared. Um, I don't know. I, tr- I try not to let, like, previews of content, um, or I guess, like, of shows affect my actual perception of them. Because, you know, you're getting, like... 0.5% of the full picture and I, I just don't want to make a judgment on that so I typically tend to ignore like trailers and stuff and just wait until I see the full show like for the Animaniacs reboot I, I didn't like really look at any of the promotional materials and stuff too much I just waited until the first episode was out and I watched them live stream it on Twitter <laughs> Ooh. So I think it's a good place to go into our next question. You make a lot of music-based content. So how long have you been making your own music or just making music in general, just singing, playing yeah, okay. instruments? Um, how long I have you been doing that? I wrote my first song. For, okay, I used to write, like, par- if we're being technical, I used to write, like, parodies of Avril Lavigne songs with my own lyrics in, like, second grade or whatever, you know, because I loved her <laughs> for seldom let go. Um... But I wrote my first song when I was 14. I started doing choir in, like, first grade um, because my school system, I I was very privileged in that aspect and had access to music stuff my whole life. So I did choir. Um, 
and my my mom loved to sing um so i we would just like always play her konkani music around the house which is um just a, a part of india um and so I, that was just like something and my dad liked to play the guitar and the bass so that was just something that was like ingrained in me from a young age um and music has just always made me really happy so i don't know i don't want to say like my whole life and be super stereotypical but kind of that and then when it comes to instruments um i started playing guitar very very badly when i was 16 <laughs> it was so bad it was so Not bad badly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and everyone sucks when they start out it's okay um and then i bought my oh yeah <laughs> there's like a material so many people have about playing instruments they're like i don't to be bad listen we all suck at something we all sucked at youtube exactly, when we yeah. first started I mean, and look at us now we're we're very very different than what i i mean i taught what i do now and i taught myself how to edit i didn't like take any classes on it or anything so i think it's pretty evident in like my first year of videos especially um even though like i'm not even that proud of the editing and some of my stuff from like a year ago but um yeah, I don't know. I feel like only within the last year did I get good at that. And so, like, the first, like, two and a half years of me doing YouTube, I was just learning. Stuff takes time to learn, especially if you don't have somebody or something teaching you. Yeah, there's also, That's like, true. no right way to make a YouTube video. That's just something that I wish people would understand. Like, there's just no right way to make a YouTube video. But you said you started playing guitar. Um, my so sister how did that go? A... Okay, one sec. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to, like, orient myself. My sister had a guitar. My sister had a guitar, and she never you're good, played you're good. No shade to my sister. But she never... She had a guitar, I don't know, for the image or something, and she never learned how to play it. And she would never, like, let me touch it or let me play it. And I finally got so frustrated and i was like mom you just pulled out your own your old like chord books from college the other day and your old song books i'm taking this guitar and i'm learning it and i i like learned some very 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 basic chords and like didn't know how to strum like thanksgiving break of my junior year of high school i think um and so i played guitar badly for like a year yeah and it, it was to the point where i would like make soundcloud recordings and stuff but i would just like loop like three strums instead of recording me playing the song because i like could not i like could not i just couldn't play it properly um so exactly you gotta do what you gotta do recordings still exist and they came out they came out pretty okay um but uh, my senior year, right before my senior year of high school, I went and bought a ukulele because I was like, okay, well, this seems like it might be a little bit easier of a point to start learning than a guitar because I have, you know, four fingers and a thumb and a ukulele has four strings and a guitar has six. So I played ukulele like all throughout college and kind of just like set guitar to the side for a while. I would occasionally pick it up, but I still wasn't very good. And then by the time I was done with college, I had spent a lot of time like playing my ukulele, getting better at strumming and just like switching between chords and stuff. So I bought myself a smaller guitar that is like a three quarter size for traveling and stuff. Um, when I got a, a little bit after I got my job. Um, and then I just improved drastically because I had an instrument that was like actually tailored to my size. So yeah, that's a quick history of me learning how to play instruments and yeah. music and stuff. And then I started writing music. Um, around the time I finished college, too. Cause, just because I finally had the confidence to do it, I guess. Yeah. 
confidence is key. And I have like one more question for you about music before we move on to the nitty gritty stuff. Um, <laughs> why you say, oh, no, it's not. No. <laughs> okay, let, let me just get to this question. So just the last music question. So who, like, who do you listen to, like, all the time? Like, I'm just really curious. Because I know you like both yeah. Burnham. I mean, Bo- I'm like, who else does Kiki <laughs> Bo- listen to? Yeah, yeah he's, he's hilarious. To? And I, I do love his musical comedy quite a lot. But as as far as, like, um music goes, I'm uh more into, like, indie I, I it's like very hard to generalize because i do listen to like a very wide array of things and like across a lot of genres um but some of my favorite bands and artists yeah. are animal collective which is like an like a like a cornerstone of like the indie music scene um they kind of like made their place in 2009 and has kind of stayed there and they do like uh, experimental pop and electronica. Um, I love Grizzly Bear, which is like an indie indie rock band, I guess, and kind of like a chamber pop band too, uh, I guess. Um, I love Mitski, who's like a dejected um, POC woman rocker who just writes songs about like the ennui of life and like uh, romance and like loneliness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to just like lift people off, but I remember you told me you. I remember you told me you listen to grind in college. I remember um, you told me you listen to grind at my state school, so that would have been like 2014. I did listen to Grimes quite a bit, Um, not so much these days, but I I do think her music is still interesting. It's just not for me very much anymore. I just, I've been wanting to get into Grimes because I like that one song oh, she's yeah, featured on with Ash Nico. But I love Ash Nico. But I was like, when I like Grimes, yeah, it's yeah, really, like, do um, I want to get invested in called this? Visions, so maybe check that one out. It's like black, green, and purple, and it has a skull on the cover. Okay, I will make a note of that. So any other um, music oh, that you like so, to listen to so before many. we um, get into the nitty gritty? punk. Uh, I love the band Always. Um, I I loved Paramore when I was a kid, so I really liked Haley Williams' album that came out last year. It's it's like kind of like about her divorce and kind of about just like finding herself. And it was yes, she wait was. Haley was married. I did not know <laughs> this. I just be in my own little world. I do not be paying like if the people not on Disney Channel or Nickelodeon, I do not be keeping up yeah, with them. Yeah, I did not know Haley was married. Um, and it didn't go very well and she got a divorce and wrote a bunch of really good music about it. Um but yeah, um I also love Bjork. Uh <laughs> especially her Okay, I, I know Bjork. I, I know I never listened to Bjork's music. I just know about Bjork's fashion. Oh yeah. Because a Tumblr, like Tumblr loves her fashion sense, but like music I ain't never listened to it a day in my life. So if Kiki Fashion Post is like I'll it's kinda of like a variety album where like every song is kind of in a different genre, but I love it a lot. It's really great. Okay. Yeah, let's let's do it. You ready to get into the nitty gritty? <laughs> We gotta talk about Daddy Let's go, let's go. Let's do it. Before we... Like I mentioned how uh, 
Alfie Kiki has the best Danny Phantom video on YouTube. We're not gonna talk about Danny Phantom just yet because both of us are in the um cartoon community. So what other cartoons do you have any like special oh connection with other um, than Danny? Okay, Phantom? well I know that you and I both have a special connection to sixteen. Um yeah, 16, I watched that show <laughs> yep. on a, during a summer where I just couldn't really, like, go out a lot, um, and so they, they really, like, yep. kept me company, I, I guess you could say. So 16 is really special to me. <laughs> um, oh, same. Same. I, I love Kim Possible. I, I actually don't really talk about it that much, but I do really love Kim Possible a lot. Um, Clone High is, like, really special to me because my husband showed it to me years and years ago, probably, like, 2013, 2014, and we kind of, he was like, this show, like, blew me away when I watched it and I want to show it to you. And we watched it together and it was just, it, like, drowned me in emotion. Obviously, I was a lot younger then, so, like, I perceived things a little bit differently, um... But I just, I was, like, blown away by how funny and self-aware it was and, like, how emotional it was. And so Clone High is really special to me, too. Um... Wait, what is Clone High even about? Because my followers keep asking me to review it. And I'm like, I heard of Clone High, but I literally have no sometime, idea but, um, what it's Clone about. It's basically, uh, it's okay. like a show about... Um, back in the 1980s, secret government employees dug up famous guys and ladies and then made genetic copies of them. And then the show takes place when they're teens and they're just trying to make it through high school. And I kind of just paraphrased the theme song, but it is a pretty good explanation. I think I, that, oh, that's, that's like something I actually Max. like. How many episodes is it? Is it, is it like a long... Oh... Oh, okay. I'll watch it because like it's like I'm not like you know how mm -hmm. I, um how I've been like lately about doing requests and things like that. And I was like a lot of the stuff people be asking me yeah. to review if you having hella episodes. So I was like, nah, don't tell me I, I can do clone yeah, I'm high. looking forward okay. to the, the month when I make it high for y'all because it means I'll, I'll only have to watch twelve episodes instead of like fifty or seventy or whatever. Um but some other shows that matter to me a lot are um, oh, Braceface, yeah. which, I, you know, I, I, I asked Tariq to do a video on Braceface specifically because I I do, I did love that show. And after watching it again, I have mixed feelings. And, and you you know that because you watched the video that we made. But um, it was really, it was it was special to me as a, as a teenager yeah. when I went and rewatched it back then. And so that show still matters to me, even though my perspective on it changed after watching it again last year. Um I love it called by Ginger. That show's like really near and dear to me. Um, <laughs> and I also really love Bojack Horseman and Tuca and Birdie. Even though I haven't rewatched either of them because they hurt to watch because they're so, so relatable, but they are like two of my favorite hurt shows it. that have ever been written for animated yes, stuff. Hurt it. So now we're getting into Danny Phantom. So let's discuss Danny Phantom. What made you want to do? You don't remember Danny Phantom in the first place. I started what writing made you that, want to make that in video? October of 2019. So it's a little bit fuzzy to me, but honestly, I finished my Ginger video within the, like a year of working on that. I think. Um, and I had just, I just knew that I wanted to make another cartoon review because I loved reviewing As Told by Ginger so much. And it just made sense to me 
to do Danny Phantom because of my history with it and, you know, my childhood obsession with it and how much I knew about it. Um, and I had just started to see people talking about it again and kind of realized that it was cooler in the public eye than I had been led to believe because people made fun of me for liking it so much. Um, yeah. Oh, that that's me like, I feel like everybody in the cartoon community has a show that, like, literally resonates with them. We all have that one show that resonates so much with us in our childhood that, like, to this day, we know it's not all that, but we can't let go of it because of how much it did for us. And that show for me is Teen Titans. Like, Danny Phantom to you is, like, what Teen Titans is to me. And I've been putting off making a damn Teen Titans video for months because I'm just like I feel like it's gonna be a really like emotional process because of how connected I am with that show so that's really nice that Danny Phantom did that for you I'm happy that this show brought you some joy to your life because it's like people don't seem to like I hate when people always try to play things off like cartoons are stupid cartoons are for kids and I'm just like no you never yeah, I mean, know I, what something I, I can do for somebody. I know it sounds dramatic somebody. but I really do kind of feel like it saved me when I was younger and if if you're listening to this and you have seen my Danny Phantom video then you will understand why because I talk about it in that video but it just gave me like an escape from some painful things that I was going through in my life that and it was very necessary and so for that reason, I, and, you know, through a lot of time and self-understanding on my part, I have come to acknowledge that it's okay for me to talk about it and to acknowledge it and to give it some love because it, it really helped me through a difficult time in my life when I was a kid, even with all of its flaws and imperfections. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I mentioned to you about how I yeah. found Cameron Boyce when I was going through really, really difficult time. And then, like, like I said, my entire high school experience basically is kind of like Descendants. Like, Descendants came out in 2015. So that summer, like, it was, like, after my sister graduated. So I went into junior year, like, in the, ha in the middle of my, like, high school experience. I, I, I know Descendants is trash, and I know y'all be getting on me for liking it and everything, but, like, that, the, it's really the first movie that really, the first movie in the books are really what, like, got me through the rest of, like, my high school experience, because the high school experience was so trash, like, I did not enjoy high school whatsoever, and it's like, I, I don't know why I like Descendants so much, but I do, I know it is garbage, <laughs> it's hot garbage, <laughs> but I love it, it, it makes me yeah, happy, but at the same time, I hate it, like, <laughs> so we're still talking about I love it, but I hate it. In this, like, the Teen Titans video, it's like, I love it, but I'm just like, this, it's gonna be a really emotional process. I'm, that 16 video was, like, really emotional to make. That, that Teen Titans video might be that on 10. But going back to Danny Phantom, like I said, why you yeah, wanted to make okay. it in the first place? Um, How long I will break it, it up for you. I watched <laughs> Danny Phantom from October to december january ish that's how long it took me to get through all of the episodes um i think part of why it took me so long is because it, what you were just saying about it being an emotional process um so yeah i had i had all my notes done um 
you know, at the beginning of 2020. Um, and I started working on my script and then the coronavirus yeah. hit. <laughs> and uh, just, it kind of just, 2020 just yep. kind of became this tumbleweed of, I want to work on this content. I am depressed. I am stressed for, because I do have a full-time job. YouTube is not my job. Um, I'm stressed. I have external factors going on in my personal life. And I kind of just rolled into this giant, horrible, horrifying ball. And I did have, like, some of my script done. And I would occasionally write my script and stuff. And then I think it got to September. And at that point, I just got so frustrated with how it was going and and like the the pain of like having to like confront this like childhood obsession or whatever and like turn it into content and just like processing everything that was going on in my life and I finally just sat down Ugh. and I like filmed <laughs> the beginning of that video where I'm dressed as Sam and I like give the intro and everything that's from September um so I <laughs> okay because I was wondering, I was like, is that I thought well, my that hair, clip my of hair you in that outfit shorter like from in that clip than, I don't like, know why. than when we met. So know. that makes sense. But yeah, um, I filmed that in September. Okay. Um, and then I I got like a solid 20-ish minutes of that video edited around that time. And then I got into another sort of slump. And so I basically had written the first half of that script uh like a couple months before i wrote the second half and so i had the first half of the video like completely totally edited and then i had to go back and write the second half of the script and just kind of like clench my fists and my teeth and my toes and everything and just like uh power through it so it took me a while i think it was mostly a mental health thing but also specifically because of the content of the show and how much baggage i have around the show and like sort of the pain of revisiting what that show did for me because not only did it kind of save me when i was younger but it also got me into animation and obviously i'm not an animator and i i left that i left art school and i left that career and so that's like still a pretty painful thing for me because I, I do really love animation and in a different more privileged life for me I, I would have loved to do that but I just yeah. like, could not afford the cost of art school and I knew that I would be in student loan debt forever if I kept going there um so yeah I was like I had to confront even even if I didn't talk about a lot of that stuff in that video I had to do a lot of like confronting the past and like dealing with my feelings around the show while I was writing it um so yeah, I think that's why it took so long. <laughs> it's like, um, like it's something that you said that made me think of this. It's that so many people don't seem to understand how much, like, I say specifically, like the cartoon community, not just the cartoon community, just like the TV and movie community, commentary community on YouTube, is that so many people don't seem to understand how much it takes to make a video, especially if it resonates with you in some kind of way or if it like triggered you in some kind of way that's why we were always talking about it's so disrespectful when people mm -hmm. like as soon as you post a video and someone's already asking you to make something else and i'm just like can y'all give can y'all give us a break 
like I like I said, I feel like everybody in this community has something that like resonates with them, and it's why it takes them so long to make certain videos. Because I'm talking, it's taking everything out of me to make this Dad Star Raven video. Because I have been getting requests to make a Dad Star Raven video since I blew up on YouTube, and I'm just like it's not that easy but i told myself i'm gonna push yeah, through it and it. get it out in january yeah, i definitely get it out in january and you know exactly i definitely what, feel you um and i you know that's exactly why i because i could have made you know other videos i could have just tabled the danny phantom video and made other ones but i i the reason i like didn't upload very much in 2020 is because i kept telling myself like i have to finish this project before I do any other video essays. I did, because I, I did do the As Told by Ginger one um, a few years back, and I think I finished that in 2018. But I I kind of decided for myself that the Danny Phantom video was going to be the hardest one yeah. I would ever make. And so I would do that first <laughs> and, like, introduce myself to the cartoon community. Like, hey, here's the, yeah. the biggest, most vast, and maybe emotional work I'm going to make for a long time. And here is your introduction to who I am. Um, so going forward, I have, like, a monthly schedule laid out. Uh, but even that, like, and even for shorter shows, like, I'm still... I'm still watching every single episode, which a lot of reviewers don't do. I am watching every single episode. I am pausing. I I have I have my notes written out for like every character. I pause Jay. every single time a character like does something <laughs> that tells me something about themselves. I write down the timestamp and what they did so that I can like use those. Something people don't know about my videos is that my review videos is that when I am talking about a quality of a character, the relevant clip is playing underneath basically every single time unless I just get incredibly fatigued or I didn't write down a note for it. But like that Danny Phantom video, another reason it took forever is because there's probably like a thousand clips in that video from the show and every single episode is in it. Literally every single episode. So, <laughs> yeah, my, my, yeah, my note-taking process is super involved because I just want to make sure oh that I give like, the most detailed and comprehensive analysis that I can because I know that the comments are going to come at me if I leave something out. And also just because it, it matters to me that I, like, take a very comprehensive look at whatever the media is that I'm analyzing. But, yeah, it takes me a long time to even do like a 20 minute episode like it'll take me 30 to 40 minutes because there's so much like pausing and writing notes and i can't really write notes and watch at the same time because i'm just i'm just not very good at auditory processing so i'll probably miss something so yeah i mean even um for the show that i'm currently reviewing which is Oran high school host club i guess i'll reveal that to your followers it's kind of a secret but not really i just haven't said it on twitter yet um <laughs> that's gonna come out in february and don't um, tell nobody it's taken me like a week to even get through like the first 10 episodes because i i spent so much time like writing notes and stuff so yeah it's uh i i i do have some plans for a show that has like 70 something episodes and we're gonna see how that goes it's probably gonna take a lot of time and effort to get that done in a month okay so, just want to let you know that your hard work has paid off for that Danny Phantom video because the video has gotten such great reception. And how are you feeling about it's, all of that? All like the positive feedback it, that you've gotten just, from your Danny Phantom it has video just melted away any like fears or insecurities that I had about being a fan of the show because I have received so many amazing 
like essay length comments of other people who are really into it and want to share their own like thoughts and opinions or disagree with me or want to have discourse about different things and they're mostly polite which is really wonderful um but yeah it's been it's been so cool my channel got monetized and i'm just like feeling a lot of love from the cartoon community um my twitter just hit 500 followers and before i like did the brace face video with Tariq, i had literally 78 so yeah it's just it, i've been meeting like a lot of people who want to connect with me over my love of cartoons and that's been really special because i just didn't I, I, lo I love my real life friends like so much, but a lot of them are not really into animation in the same way at all. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just like meeting a lot more people who felt who felt like, understand why I love this so much and like who don't think I'm like weird or naive or immature or stupid or dumb for watching animation as like my primary form of entertainment or whatever. Just like all these, all these different things that that have like validated who I am as a person and my interests, and it's just been mind blowing because I never thought I would receive this type of love for something that got me so much flack when I was younger. <laughs> it's been really, it's been really nice. It's been really cool, and I am Aww. super, super, super grateful. I literally don't even have the words to say how grateful I am for the fact that people have watched that video and like actually took the time to listen to what i had to say actually took the time to listen to my explanation and my analysis and then like take the time to respond to that as well it's been awesome it's a literally an amazing video like dead ass hands down i like i'm proud of you i am so proud of you that you pushed through and got Thank the video you. finished oh it is great okay <laughs> it is so great <laughs> no, before you had Danny Phantom video, you had a video about as told by Ginger. Thank I you. enjoyed your Ginger video before you said anything bad about it. I thought it was a pretty good video. As you mentioned that it was yeah, your first so was video like, essay, was kind of how like, was the process for that? I'm it was really kind of curious. like the caveman version <laughs> of my Danny Phantom process so because it was my first time doing it, but I essentially just kind of took notes for every character and the character relationships and then um took notes on the writing art and music and then um just like things that i thought could have been better and things that they did well which is which is the general format that i continue to follow but i've i've made some changes to the way that i take notes and stuff but i would just like watch gin it took me like three months i think to watch all of us told by ginger and i would just like sit in my living room or my bed or whatever watch it pause take notes and and uh just right on google docs and just did that for three months and then um i uh <laughs> i i just recorded myself i i wrote a script i think it took me a couple days to just like synthesize all like 40 pages of notes or whatever into a script i had i have so many notes when i review shows it's honestly insane um i don't even get to use everything especially yeah. for the danny phantom video but yeah, I wrote that script, and then I recorded me speaking all of it on my webcam, <laughs> um, which I, I'm not a huge fan of, like, face camming the narration anymore, because I just, I just prefer to, like, edit in more stuff, and obviously I, I learned a lot um, since <laughs> I made that video, but uh, yeah, I face cammed me recording it's the whole stressful. script, and then I did a solid chunk of editing, probably, like, the first 15 minutes, and all in a week. And then I remember I was just sitting at my computer and Premiere crashed and I hadn't saved in a bit and I lost like five minutes of editing. And I got so discouraged that I stopped for like a month 
because I was like, well, nobody's really watching my channel anyway. Nobody really cares. Like, I don't have a deadline for this. Nobody's really waiting for it. I'm just doing this as like a passion project because I watch some cartoon reviewers. And so I stopped for a while. And then I finally, I think in like April or May of that year, was like, okay, it's time to finish it. And then I just cranked the rest out. And uh, yeah, that's that was the basic process. It got like 500 views in the first like month or two. And then um, I was I was kind of sad because I spent so much time on it. But then Tariq dropped his As Told by Ginger video and it started climbing. So, yeah, that was the process for that one. Okay, so it's Ginger. Oh, God. I feel like everyone's first, like, video essay was, like, a really hectic thing for them. Because I remember my first, like, full-on, like, commentary video. It was, uh, I was talking about the entire Little Mermaid controversy because, you know, white people were being racist about Ariel being black. Mm -hmm. It's like that video was that kind of a game changer because I realized people actually enjoyed what I had to say. And I was like, okay, keep doing that. And I remember, like you said, you were like, nobody's watching my channel. So I just throw it, you just throw it away and then came back to it later. That was me with that Kitty's Mama video that I made about this old YouTube family. When I said I was going to make that video for months and I never went back to it. Like, I understand. I completely understand everything you're saying. I'm just like, I felt that. I felt that. By the way, just a quick question. Do you take notes? Oh, there's no you way. About, there's or no do you way I could ever write Because when I do my notes, I just type them on my laptop. I always do it on Google Docs We're so that I can phone. access it anywhere. Okay, because it's like either I am, I am writing my... Like, I write them on Google Docs, or if I'm not there and I just have, like, a random thought. I don't know. I mean, I have so many thoughts rushing through my brain. Like, one time I was at work, and I got an idea for a video. And I didn't have my laptop. I had my phone there with me, and I had it. I didn't have to go back on set yet. So I just got on my phone and just started typing out the outline right there for the video. Like, I'll tell you, I like, people be asking me, they're like, how do you not run out of ideas? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know how to answer that question. When people I mean, like, how do you yeah, have I just, video? I, I, I don't I feel know. you. I, I, I don't think know. I have like 70 different ideas know. in like my list slash backlog of videos I want to make. It's honestly so many. And I think a big part of it is just like having a, a way to take down ideas and not just letting them slide out of your head and into the ether. Because I, I mean, I, I used to have a lot of ideas and then just, you know, forget them out for a while. And I, I do the same thing with songwriting too. Like, I just have, like, a voice recorder on my phone, and if I get, like, a snippet of, like, five to yeah. ten seconds of a, of a song that just pops into my head, I just, like, pull out the voice recorder and sing very, like, it's, it doesn't sound like the final product at all, but I just, like, sing it into the recorder, and then I, like, sometime later I'll, like, go listen to all the, all the voice notes or whatever, or I'll go, I'll go, um look at all the notes that I wrote down in my notes app or whatever, and I'll just, like, synthesize that into the the grander scheme of like the songs and or I'll start like I'll try to write a song or I'll go put it into like the actual place where I take my notes or whatever so yeah I think a big part of collecting ideas is literally collecting them like like just making sure you write it down yeah collecting yeah there's like so many mm -hmm. ideas that have flew out of my mind and i have not gotten them back because i simply just did not write them down <laughs> like i'm so angry and like dang that could have been a good video but you don't remember what it was so it doesn't matter in theory <laughs> like it's just kind of like did i even have that idea because i can't even remember what it was oh i hate when i had a point 
I hate when I have a point yeah. and then I forget it. And then somebody yeah, in the comment I, section comments that point. And I'm like, I had that I didn't point too. The box goes to my Danny Phantom video just because I think he's so, like a pretty average character. No, I didn't really feel like he was super worth mentioning. But now I'm realizing that a ton of people wanted me to talk about the box ghost. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? He's 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 such a pointless character. He's literally just comic relief. But yeah. <laughs> okay. He's just there. So we're getting closer to the end. I just want to end this off on a good okay. note. I have about two. Um, just two more questions. So uh, I don't want to hold up too much of your time. How has YouTube impacted your life in a positive way? Like you already kind of answered this question really a little bit more, but if you want to go into a little bit more detail, you can. In my creative choices, um, even even before like people. I, like, started getting a, a little following and stuff because just, like, and also, like, increased my self-satisfaction just because the act of, like, making something and then putting it out there for people to see is really, it's really, like, self-affirming, I, I guess I would say. Um, yeah, and, and also just, like, uh, I have, I, I used to really hate my talking voice, and I, you don't have to, like, tell me it's good because you've done that before, and I, I know that when I... <laughs> Every time I say that to this group of friends, your voice they're is always lovely. like, "I think your voice is up. lovely." But, um, yeah, I used to, I used to, I, I used to really hate my talking voice, and so I think exactly. doing a lot of editing to my own talking voice, and and also editing like my face speaking, has helped me a lot with self acceptance because, um, I you know you just spend so much time looking at it, and you can kind of like appreciate the you know whether it's like the uniqueness or you see a specific frame where you're like oh i look kind of cute or like i don't know just like allowing yourself to practice self-love a little bit um that's been something that's been really cool coming out of youtube and i think i think in another way just helped my confidence because it made me realize that somebody out there connects with me and my stories and 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 one of the biggest parts is knowing that I'm not alone in a lot of the things that I've been through in my life, especially with my story time videos. Um, I don't make them uh, anymore, really, just because I'm, like, focusing on other things. And I told a lot of the most important stories from my life um, so far. But um, a, a lot of, like, the one about how I got my driver's license in my 20s um, and the one about leaving art school, both of those really connected with people, and those were two things that were, like, very difficult for me to come to terms with, so it really made me feel less alone in this world, and, um, yeah, just, like, knowing that I could reach people and that people would resonate with me, um, has made me feel a lot better about that stuff, and also, yeah, just just confidence. I feel like confidence is really like the the big overarching umbrella that a lot of those things fit under. It's just made me believe in myself because I've proved to myself a hundred times over that I can make a video. I can do this creative thing or whatever. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I just want to let you know, like, I'm just extremely grateful to have you in my life. I love you so much. Also, if you guys are interested in following mm -hmm. Kiki on all of their social media, I will have them in the description box for this episode. What's so, next for final question Kiki? of the um, evening. I really want to get What's into next music for production and learn a lot more about music production and make an album because I have, like, 20 different songs that I've written that are just waiting to be produced um, that are about different topics in my life 
I have uh, basically the whole year of cartoon reviews planned, so um, I don't want to, like, spoil what I'm going to review, but uh, 12 more cartoon essays are coming, and I'm really excited about that, and I'm going to continue. I'm gonna continue to do um, like covers uh, most weeks if I can find the time, and monthly live streams where we do brackets. In February, we're gonna do the top love songs from animation, and in, I'm excited for that. And in March, we're gonna do the top villain songs from animation, which I'm also really <laughs> excited for. Um, oh, Oogie Boogie's definitely gonna be on there. <laughs> okay, you don't put Oogie Boogie um, yeah, on there. Yeah, I, I have so many things planned, and I'm <laughs> really, really excited to share them with you and my audience. I'm really happy. <laughs> I will repeat the Descendants quote of the day. Yes. Um, I actually came with friends. Yes, friend. oh, Harriet has a friend. friend, okay? I have friends. They're right here. Kiki. He's my friend there. Is there anything that you would love to say to my pirate ship? Anything like inspirational? Because I always try to leave my podcast off on a good note. So is there anything like inspirational you would like to say to them? Because so mm -hmm. many of them ask me for like advice on things, which is why I, I started like doing my advice stream on Friday. So is there anything today, you would like to say to them? If it's only five minutes. Just make sure that you kind of just talk to yourself, address yourself, and check in with yourself and see how you're doing. Give yourself the love and compassion to acknowledge your own feelings and address your needs. Even if it's something as simple as you haven't showered in a couple days because you're not feeling so great, just go hop in for five minutes, clean yourself up, you know, eat some food or order some food if you don't have the energy, and just extend yourself some love and kindness and understanding because now more than ever um, I think we all really need that <laughs> something I have to do for myself every day I love that I am Harriana Hook and thank you for listening to the memoir of a descendant stand I am Harriana Hook and thank you for listening to The Memoir of a Descendant Stand.